what a story does a lot of times is it'll create a framework for you to think uh, or, or a framework for facts and figures to drop right into. It gives mm-hmm. you something that you can hold that with. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times those stories will do that, you know, and because you can wrap your head. You'll remember the story much longer than you would the, the factoid if somebody just came out and said, here are the facts. Welcome to the Cross References Podcast. This is Luke Taylor, and I'm so glad you tuned in today. I'm not doing my normal introduction on this program because this is not a normal episode. I'm actually doing a uh, an interview today with a guy named Nate Vineo, and he lives not too far from me. You live up in Joplin, I believe, and uh, yeah. Joplin's just about 15 minutes from, from where I live. But here's what was kind of interesting is uh, I came across Nate's podcast and f- found out that this guy lives pretty close to me, and he does an awesome podcast called Something to Not On. And uh, I look forward to every single Friday because it's not not just because it's Friday, but because I, I get in my car, I start driving to work, and I, there's a new episode of the Something to Not On podcast waiting for me. And so I pop that on and uh, listen to a good story from Nate. And so I'm, I just invited him out to have a little conversation with me today. Hey, uh, Nate, it's nice to meet you in person. Yeah, it's nice to uh, put a face in the fact that you're not short you're <laughs> a good six five or something like that you know how you a little anyhow. bigger than my picture on yeah the phone. <laughs> yeah you're like looking at that on a phone going wow you cast all these messages back and forth and you kind of <laughs> create this image in your mind it's like wait a minute yeah that's what you also hear working in since i work in radio and they always say you never look like what they expect you yeah. to look like so was it garrison keeler that always said that he had a face for radio oh yeah yeah they have said that <laughs> yeah and so I can always tell when people meet me, they're just, yeah. uh, they never would have believed. They're always disappointed. I'm like, well, yeah. what's that all about? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Nate, here's what I want to talk to you about today. You like stories, don't you? Yes. Love them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I noticed you, you always have a story to tell on your show. And so yeah. what is it about stories? Why do you like to use those to communicate so many truths? Wow. You, you've given me a, a wide open canvas here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, stories... Uh, grab my attention um and to be able to take a story that grabs your attention but at the same time have a a biblical truth that jives with that Mm -hmm. uh i refer to the podcast sometimes as a parable style uh podcast in the sense that we're telling a story but it's it's on the one hand, it's about the story, and sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're stories from my childhood. Sometimes they're stories about my family. Um, and other times they're historical stories that I really like. And I, it, what's ironic is um, I think the historical stories are super cool and, mm-hmm. you know, just really intriguing and what have you. And probably the most popular stories are the ones about my childhood or, mm. you know, recently the throwing the airplane at the teacher in high school and getting nearly suspended you know i mean it's you know those i guess there's a relatability to that but i had a a professor in college one time that made the comment to some extent uh you know it'd be a sin to bore uh people with the gospel Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh the thing is is that i could so easily do that i love digging in i could spend hours digging into scripture and digging into 
you know, Bible, New Testament, Old Testament, Greek, Hebrew, looking at that stuff. But the reality is sometimes you dig into that too much, you lose people along the way. Mm -hmm. And so the stories just seem to be a way to jive, to, to make Scripture jive and connect with people. And when you can walk away from that saying, okay, I get what Jesus is saying in this scripture, or I mm. get what Paul is saying here or in the old, you know, so that dynamic and that dynamic works for me on a personal level. And I really just hope that it works for people who listen in. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you always start each episode with a story yep. and I mean, you don't just start hammering someone over the head with a Bible verse or some kind of <laughs> principle or life lesson. You start with the story, but, and I'm always like, well, okay, where's he going with this? And by the end, you've, you know, you've you've made some kind of lesson out of it, or you've you've connected it with some kind of truth in the Bible, and so, um, and here's something I was thinking about too, because you were mentioning to me that uh, your your dad's a pastor, yeah, and you have a son who's a pastor, yes, and so you've obviously spent a lot of time in your life in church, hearing a lot of sermons, hearing your dad preach, I'm sure many, many times. Is this just something that comes naturally, you know, from that kind of background? You know, yeah, from a family background, there there was a dynamic of. Uh, telling stories. Um, dad used to tell stories all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Mom and dad both. And um, there's a there's a dynamic in there of learning and understanding your heritage. And our family has some weird quirks. You know, you go back far enough or whatever, and you start learning uh, not just not just a genealogy dynamic where mm -hmm. it's okay this person beget this person, and you know you know, but it's like this person in your family did this mm -hmm. and that's why things are the way they are today you know i have i have a grandfather who immigrated from finland uh they put him on a his parents put him on a ship uh when he was six years old and his brother was nine if you can imagine a six-year-old and a nine-year-old riding a ship across the atlantic to wherever it was in canada they landed you know and so we hear stories from grandpa mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it so i grew up it, connecting my life to these stories that mom and dad would share and what have you. And it just, it given me a new appreciation. Well, I shouldn't say a new appreciation. I've always had appreciation for my heritage mm -hmm. and okay. I had the appreciation for my heritage, but mm -hmm. didn't understand why I had the appreciation from heritage. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and a few years ago I started reading through the old Testament and the dynamic of monuments uh, or, you know, depend upon which translation you're going to read. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to talk about monuments or altars, and they're not alternatives for sacrifice, sacrificial sake, or what have you. But like when the children of Israel go into the promised land, mm -hmm. they stack stones as a monument. When uh, the tribes that settle on the east side of the Jordan River, when they cross back over, they build a monument. And the phrase that they say is that we're doing this so that when our kids ask us what this is about, mm -hmm. you'll tell them what God did in Egypt and what God did, you know. And so there's there are these monuments that are set up to trigger these kind of conversations about your heritage. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyhow, so, yeah, I grew up in that. You know, that was, you know, mom and dad always sharing stories. Uh, I find myself doing the same thing with my kids, uh, relaying stories. And it just it seemed like a natural fit, a natural way to do you know, the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, then, so that maybe leads into the title is you call the 
the show something to gnaw on. Yeah. And that's exactly what it gives you. You know, it's like a 15 minute episode. It's always, you, you just always somehow find a way to nail it right about 15 <laughs> minutes. Um, and you rarely go along or you might do a double episode, but I mean, you keep yeah. it right there in that time frame. But then you leave people with something to actually think about throughout the day. And, um, and you just use the stories to do that. So, um, it, I noticed also Jesus doing something similar a lot in the gospels and you yeah. kind of touched on this, but, um, that Jesus would often, people would come to him with a question and he would answer with a story. Yeah. And so did you, do you see Jesus doing that a lot too? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. And what's interesting though, too, is there's a dynamic of Jesus meeting people where they are. And so you've got like Pharisees and he doesn't sit down with Pharisees and have these conversations about, you know, stories and parables and, and the prodigal son and what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, those conversations are a little more combative. Uh, they're a little more on the legal side, you might say, you know, mm-hmm. discussions discussions of the law and what have you. And, and I mean, it's it's and most of that is because the Pharisees are so combative with him. But when he's talking with somebody who's. Uh, genuinely interested or man that may not be the best way to put it but somebody who's not in that pharisaical dynamic and he's Mm -hmm. talking to them and sharing those things yeah he's laying out a story in terms that you know he's not talking about stories of physics and things like that because they can't identify with that but there's so many agrarian or agricultural related stories and and what have you there's um you know, the story of fishing, you know, it's an interesting, you know, one that he uses that's interesting where he talks about, uh, I shouldn't say it's a story. Uh, he says, you know, pay to pay the tax. He says, Hey, go, you know, Mm -hmm. get a fish and pull the, right. And it's like, you know, you can, you can understand that you can, you can, uh, in that society, you could, you could, uh, um, roll with that idea. You know, the, the parables, all of the parables, you know, I don't think there's one that you could, pull out of there. But yeah, it, it just makes things and the truth relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, one one other dynamic I was thinking about here, just since we kind of initiated this conversation a week or so ago or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you go back to, it's really interesting to me at least, uh, if you go back to looking at Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost, Mm-hmm. He makes a statement that you find in the King James Version, and it's it's there in the other versions, but the phrase that he uses uh, in explaining what's going on in that moment is, this is that which the prophet Joel talked mm. about. And so you see what he's doing is he's grabbing a hold of, you guys see this right now, mm-hmm. and you've heard about this this fact over here. This is this. This is that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's it's that dynamic of taking two things. That, and a story, what a story does a lot of times is it'll create a framework for you to think uh, or, or a framework for facts and figures to drop right into. It gives mm-hmm. you something that you can hold that with. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times those stories will do that, you know, and because you can wrap your head. You'll remember the story much longer than you would the, the factoid if somebody just came out and said, here are the facts. You know, yeah. A, yeah. B, That's C, right. D, E. Yeah. So it's anyhow. So those, no, it's, yeah. and it's like what you're saying. He always used things that people were familiar with, you know, yeah. things that were new, that were real to them and used those for the illustrations and yeah. implemented those in the story. So, yeah, some good insights there. Um, 
Um, hey, uh, I, I want to ask you one more question real quick and then we'll take a short break. But um, to, just to, how would you introduce your podcast to somebody? Tell, tell us about the format of your show yeah. and, and why it is that you wanted to do a podcast like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm la- part of why I'm laughing is that uh, the short, I, the way I describe it is that it's a short podcast for the Christian with a short attention span. It's set up with what I would refer to as a uh, parable style podcast in the sense that or a parable style devotional Mm -hmm. uh, in the sense of what we've talked about already that uh, um, there's a story, there's biblical truth, they merge and hopefully they have kind of a cementing dynamic to them Mm -hmm. uh, with for people who listen in Um, but the other dynamic that i was bent on doing with the podcast and i i I breezed over it just a second ago uh but it's got to be short Mm -hmm. um and i'll be honest with you that is the exact opposite of what my tendency is Mm. you know i mean i could sit there and i could run but uh, (laughs) we live in a culture you know that you know, may or may not have that amount of time or, or whatever to run long. And I'd hate to be the one who would bore people with the gospel or anything like that. But the big reason behind it, and I, I hope you can kind of get a kick out of this, but when I graduated from college, uh, the first degree deal, mm-hmm. um, when I graduated, they brought in a guy as the guest speaker and or the commencement speaker, whatever the title would be. And he preached a sermon for like 45, 50 minutes, might've been pushing an hour. Mm -hmm. And we were seated on the floor. The graduating class was seated on the floor next to the speaker. And then everybody, the entire audience was up in the bleachers looking down on us and what have you. Mm -hmm. And it was the most tiresome, frustrating. I I felt like I was held hostage, Mm -hmm. honestly, you know, and it just, it was like, man, you know, just, you know, enjoy your commencement process, you know, here it's like, I got my diploma. I was like, man, I'm out of here. You know, I'm going to go stretch my legs and what, you know, I'm cramping up or what have you. Yeah. And uh, the next year I come back to see my friends graduate and a guy from, uh, I don't know, should I say the name or whatever? I mean, I, <laughs> it's up I, to you. <laughs> I give him props. Uh, the guy's name was Del Tar. Uh, I think it was Del Tar. Uh-huh. Anyhow. Uh, he comes in and he says, guys, this is your day, and it's an honor to be here, something of that nature, and I'm going to speak for 13 and a half minutes. And, it, and that's what I remember. was It was odd. It was like it wasn't 15 minutes. It wasn't 25 minutes or half hour. It was 13 and a half or it, whatever that number was. It was a very distinct number. Like mm-hmm. he had been working on this, hmm. and he just sat there and he spoke, sat there. He stood there and mm-hmm. he spoke. And it was the most powerful uh, sermon, speech, whatever you want to call it, that I had ever, I shouldn't say that I had ever listened to, but it was the most powerful short sermon. Mm -hmm. And in that dynamic, I just sat there and I just thought, this is crazy. So I look back on that and I think about that in terms of that and the podcast. And it's like, okay, I'm... I'm going to do all I can to make this 
short mm -hmm. and there are times where i have a really difficult time doing that but uh it's also, harder to be short than it is to go long isn't it, it? it oh yeah 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 it's uh it's it's easy just to kind of keep rambling mm -hmm. uh much easier to keep rambling uh and it gets really difficult when you need to start cutting stuff out mm -hmm. and it's like oh that's mm. but that's good you know that's a, <laughs> it hurts. oh that yeah it's like your baby you know yeah. which which limb do you cut off you know yeah uh okay that's kind of dark i realize but <laughs> it's it, true but you know it spurred it it this spurs another part of the conversation too that i've wrestled with oh, well, i shouldn't say i've wrestled with it but i've i've contemplated and and don't be surprised if you don't see this as an episode at some point in time but i mm -hmm. i've contemplated talking about what i would say are biblical shorts mm -hmm. short sermons short prayers you know things of that nature you know they and you know the short sermon dynamic if you read peter's sermon on the day of pentecost it's really not that long mm -hmm. well at least the initial part of it of course he has a uh he adds on a little later but you know aside from you know the sermon on the mount which is a lot of stories mm -hmm. uh yeah <laughs> you know there's a lot of that stuff that is short and in doses rather than drinking from a fire hydrant and what have you so yeah um anyhow yeah that's i no hey my hat's off to you because it is a lot it, it's a lot harder to take a deep spiritual truth pack it into a 15 minute lesson <laughs> rather than spending an hour on it i mean yeah. that actually takes a lot of skill and yeah. a lot of um it's, it's a lot of hard work to cut uh, cut something down. So yeah, I, hey, hats off to you. I want to take a short break right here, and uh, then we'll come back and we'll finish up this conversation with Nate Vineo. Hey, welcome back. So this is Luke Taylor, and you're listening to the Cross References podcast. And I'm speaking with Nate Vineo. He's the host of the Something to Not On podcast. And I'm going to put links to his show and all that. Um, probably about anywhere you're listening to mine, you can also uh, look up his and find his. But he's got the Something to Not On podcast. And he's here with us today. He was just telling us a little bit about his show. And as I was saying, uh, it's he does all his episodes in 15 minutes or less. Sometimes he'll do a double episode, and he might give you... Then it's 30 minutes. You can listen to it in chunks. The one that came out today was 30 minutes. I stopped at the halfway point. I'm like, that's enough for today. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, I want to do what the title says. I want to not on it. And it was just a really good story. And um, uh, I was thinking when I started my podcast, my original title for cross references, I was going to call it 30 minute theology. And I was going to make it every episode was going to be 30 minutes or less. And I am so glad I didn't do that now because I've had, a, I probably on average, I go about 40 minutes, sometimes even, you know, an hour or so. So I'm like, okay, well, I would have been lying if I had called it 30 minute theology. It is too hard. I'm not, I'm not as hard of a worker as Nate. I can't get it down to a certain time too painful, but, but he does it. He's disciplined. He keeps it at 15 minutes or less each week. And so, um, some good work there. Hey, Nate, if people were wanting to get into your show, um, what do you, what do you think are a good two or three episodes that would that you would really want to direct people to to give them a good feel of what your show is all about? I think what I'd do is I'd split my answer, if that's okay. Yeah. So all of the stories that I share, you generally fall into two categories. One is going to be uh, stories about me, my childhood, upbringing, my family, my mom and dad, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, the other, uh, I love history. 
And so there are stories throughout history that uh, as I've read through some things historically, I'm thinking to myself, this is incredible, you know, absolutely incredible. And those stories highlight something immediately in my mind. I think, hey, you know, this let's let's talk about these stories. And so at a minimum with those stories, I've always thought not only do you get a good Bible study, but there's a part of our history. And a lot of those stories, I'll be honest with people, uh, generally are, are World War II, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy war history. Um, well, I noticed you pull a lot of stories from that. So you read a lot of books on those subjects yeah, then? Yeah, read, read a lot of that. Um, uh, there's there's one from World War One that just blew. In fact, this, uh, there's a guy that does a podcast called Hardcore History. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, Dan Carlin, I yep. think, is his name. I listened to that one, and that's what got me started listening to years years ago. Listening to uh, podcasts related to history and what have you. Now, I did the exact opposite of Dan Carlin because you listen to Dan Carlin's deal; he's like got like a six hour yes, podcast, that, so it's like true. <laughs> you know we are diametrically opposed uh, to each other in that, but. You know, there are the he shared a story related to the start of uh, World War One that just blew my mind, and I dug into it. I, I kind of hit stop, and I was like, I just got to go back to the original and, and dig that up myself. And mm-hmm. um, so, anyhow, a lot of those. So you have those two dynamics of personal stories versus historical stories, mm-hmm. war stories dynamics. Uh, there is one episode that I do historically that is actually. Um, Josephus goes back to his, which it blew my mind when I read it. And uh, if people are listening and they don't know who Josephus is, uh, Josephus was a uh, most most often people think of him as a historian, Mm -hmm. uh, but he was also from a royal family, a Jewish family, uh, priestly family. Uh, He was a general. He was an architect uh, and he was captured by the Romans and what we what we read as uh, history during early biblical days was written by this guy, mm-hmm. and uh, so he tells his story in this. And, and there's one episode where I I kind of walk through the story of his capture, uh, and it's absolutely um, amazing to me. Sometimes have have you been in? And you've probably done this. I mean, you've been in ministry for a few years. Uh, we do word studies. Mm-hmm. You know, we go back to the Greek. We go back to the Hebrew or what have you. Uh, and understanding the language is a good thing. Uh, but in that episode in particular, what I do is I look at how uh, Josephus uses the word repent. Mm. And how he uses the word repent just unlocks the understanding of the biblical usage of the term in the same era. And uh, so that's one that, you know, if, if people are interested in historical dynamics, um, the title of that episode is um, The Idiot's Guide to Roman Citizenship. Okay. That's the, and that's that one there. I see that here, your January 13th episode. Yeah. Then uh, another one that is on the history side that I would recommend is called My TED Talk, uh, which is a story about Ted Roosevelt, the son, the eldest son of president teddy roosevelt mm-hmm. which is another in fact can i dive can i dive into another go, little go story? For it. another dynamic that as i've been working through this on the early end was reading their story and 
Ted Roosevelt writes in his memoir, shares the letters that his dad shared with him. Mm. And he talks about his dad and the relationship that they had. But we were talking about sharing family stories and your heritage. And he writes in his book that his dad would have him walk to the Department of the Navy or the war, wherever it was in Washington that he was working. He would have him walk. And he uses this interesting phrase that his dad would share the history of the area. He would share the monuments, the uh, statues and the grounds and and the buildings. And his phrase was, he would share the history, not the dates and charters, the boring things of history, but he would tell it in a way in which you thought you were there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I read that way back. And I was like, that's incredible. Because you start looking, you look at that dynamic between that relationship, and then Mm -hmm. you see what Ted Roosevelt does. And you might have to listen to the episode, My Ted Talk, but... Mm -hmm. He ends up receiving the Medal of Honor as uh, his acts of heroism on at Normandy. Hmm. Uh, and not just a single act. It was a day's worth of... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting into these stories. It's like, i got to <laughs> tell these, you know? But the, gist, the gist of it that is, that'll just blow your mind is that this is a guy who lied as, a, uh, as, a, as an officer, didn't tell the army that he had a bad heart and that he had a bad knee. Hmm. And so he uh, he goes into the uh, I think it's Utah Beach. He goes in on the first wave because nobody there were no other senior officers to go in, and he saw that as a huge problem. He's like, I got to go, and so he he makes it happen to where he goes. Mm-hmm. But he's on the beach with a Colt nineteen eleven in his hand and a cane in the other because he can't walk. Wow. The entire day, stuff blowing up left and right and whatever, and people talked about how he was just calm as a cucumber just that whole time. Mm -hmm. And so, I come back to the relationship he had with his dad Mm -hmm. and his dad telling those stories, creating that framework for him to work through life. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful. Stories are powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm like, okay, you're talking here. I'm pulling those up and they're downloading on my phone right now. (laughs) I would say, I would say too, that uh, just a couple of episodes, if uh, the irony of this is Mm -hmm. that I love that history, Mm -hmm. but the most popular episodes are the ones where I'm telling stories about me being a knucklehead as a kid or something (laughs) like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So the, the episode death to Pepe is uh, I, I, come in contact with skunk and I survived the day. Was that more uh, recent? That seems familiar. Uh, no, that was actually like the second or third one. Oh, yeah, okay. It's, it goes all the way back. Have to uh, go, okay. Uh, I see it here. November yeah. 4th of last year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, that, uh, that is one. Another one is the ripple effect, which, uh, tells a story of, uh, a friend of mine and I who took a six foot Livingston boat out on the Puget sound. And, uh, that almost ended not too well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, uh, there's one here that uh, I've always loved this. Uh, I've always loved the title, and I won't say much about it, but I think the title says plenty, but it's called The Shoestring Snot Revival. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a bit of a story about a time in which God got a hold of me. Um, you know, I gave my life to the Lord as a kid in third grade. And there were days or or there were years in there where I had drifted 
And there were day there were, there was a time in my high school years where God got a hold of me, and that's what that's that okay. story's about. And so it's a uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, if you want to know how I ended up getting myself turned around, it had nothing to do with me. That'll tell you exactly how God did it. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I got, that's a good starter pack for people. If they want to yeah. jump into your podcast and you, you put new episodes out each Friday, I, I was looking here as I was scrolling through my phone, I guess I've been listening since February. I didn't even realize it had been that long, but, um, uh, cool. yeah, my first one that I listened to, I think it was father Abraham had seven Smurfs <laughs> the name, and uh, maybe yes. it was part of the title. I was like, okay, I got to see what that's all about. Yeah. Um, and you had some thoughts on worship in that episode and it was really thought provoking. So um, that, which I guess that's the title, something to not on. So yeah. that's yeah. the point, but um, yeah, some really good stuff there. So, uh, if people want to go check it out, that's the name of the podcast is something to not on. And there, there's several episodes that, yeah, like you, like I said, it can make a good starter pack. Uh, one thing you've been doing differently is a series of episodes on King David. Yeah. And what was it that drew you to focus on that? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I really, uh, you know, sometimes the Bible's like a rabbit hole, man. You, you know, you just kind of get started on something and, mm-hmm. um, what ended up happening in that was I was just reading one day and I would try to compare and 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 justify, not justify, but reconcile uh, an episode in Samuel versus an episode in Kings, uh, you know, the record of the same episode, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the same way we handle uh, looking at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know, when there's, yeah. you know, there you have looking at the same deal. And as I got to looking at that in the life of David, for whatever reason, I started seeing the, the dynamic of the conflicts, not just, I mean, the, the easy ones with David's life are, you know, Saul, you know, it's, that's an easy one, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of other stuff and it just became a rabbit hole of, man, this thing just keeps going. But I wanted to do it in such a way that and I and I'm I love expository preaching and expository study. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not that. This is looking at David's relationships with certain individuals in the story mm-hmm. and following it from start to finish. And so we look at Joab. Yeah. We look at Saul. We you know we look at uh, um, this last week. We're looking at Michael. Mm-hmm. You know, and and these are individuals that they pop up on the radar a couple of times. They may not always be there, but then now we're getting to the end of this, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, we've got four or five individuals that we can start to kind of weave. We've looked at Saul, mm-hmm. and we've looked at Jonathan, and we've looked at Ab or uh, uh, Joab, and of course in that episode, Abner and Abishai, and those guys show up, and then yep. and you start. We're, we're kind of getting to that place in the study where we merge and weave those together. But for the time being, it's like pulling that relationship out of that. And let's say, okay, let's just get to understand this relationship before we put it back into its yeah. context. And hmm. and looking at, and I don't remember exactly why, I, I wish I had a, a super profound response, <laughs> you know, for that. But the dynamic of looking at how David handled conflict, because the irony is most times people look at that and they think, well, David didn't handle conflict real well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the subtitle to that is uh, handling conflict King David style or 
not handling conflict mm-hmm. in King David style. So, so there's there's all sorts of opportunities in his life. I mean, his life's under a microscope covered in, you know, so many books. And mm-hmm. uh, so, it, yeah, it, it. I just wanted to do more of a character study than a expository verse by verse dynamic or mm-hmm. you know what have you and and then just kind of weave those go back and weave those together so i i'm not even sure when or where this will end mm-hmm. <laughs> just following uh, it until just, you, I, we're just yeah we'll, we'll, like wringing out a sponge you're yeah. just getting everything you can out of it you bet you bet yeah well one thing i've noticed through the series is you uh you talk about and I, i'm going to use a word that I, I hate to use about people in the bible but you talk about the characters in the stories um you're talking about them though as real people because they were real people. Yeah. Uh, I think we kind of forget that sometimes, and we think of them like story characters. But I mean, you're actually spending a lot of time thinking about their personalities and trying to get inside their heads. Yeah. This last one with looking at Michael, um, there's a there's a dynamic in that of almost doing a uh, psychological profile, mm-hmm. which uh, I am thoroughly. Uh, undereducated for uh, <laughs> but you know part of that is you know being able to step back and you know part of understanding Michael is understanding Saul mm-hmm. you know and and well what would it be like to be this maniacal king's daughter mm-hmm. his son you know I mean and so yeah you know what would it and again it's back to that story dynamic put mm-hmm. yourself in the you know like mm-hmm. Ted, Ted Roosevelt was talking about his dad saying hey tell this in such a way that you put yourself into that. Yeah. You know, how is it that we can talk about that story with David, any one of them and interject ourselves into that to where we can see rather than just reading a book and checking it off for the teacher, you know, and, yeah. and so we get our grade and our participation award for the day. But how, do, how is it we get into that? And, and that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the challenge. No, but I mean, that it's uh, very rewarding whenever you put in the work because you, then when you tell that story, you're really bringing it to life yeah. and I, and people read these stories, maybe they've read them a hundred times, but if you don't really stop and just kind of walk through it slow, like you've been doing, yeah. um, there's so much more you can bring out of it. And I mean, it really makes you realize that these were real people dealing with real things. They had real emotions. Yeah. And so um, I appreciate you doing that. Again, the, the podcast that Nate does, it's called Something to Gnaw On. And people probably got that by now. But um, Nate, wh- when you tell people how to find it, is it just anywhere people get their podcasts? Yeah, I would say it's on most. Uh, I'm guessing there are a few that it may not be on there, but it'll be on all of your major podcast platforms. Uh, you can catch uh, meet, or meet up on Facebook at uh, Something to Gnaw On. On Facebook, just type that in. It'll take you to the, the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a dedicated website for that that you can listen to that and just bypass the, you know, for those who uh, may not be podcast, uh, of course, this is your podcast, so they probably <laughs> listen to that. But, you know, if there's a, I that's one of the things that I've dealt with on the front end of this was I had so many people who had no knowledge of how to track down a podcast mm-hmm. dynamic so the website is up uh if you wanted to refer this maybe that's the way to look at this if you wanted to send it to somebody mm-hmm. the website is something to gnaw on.com okay. and uh all of the episodes load right from that website and you know and so you send that to somebody who's not 
podcast savvy or what have you, they can listen to them right from the website. Yeah, no, that's a good way to do it because um, I put, also put my episodes up on YouTube. And so, so some people who don't use a podcast app, then they can go use the website. They can yep. check that out. Something to not on.com. Yep. Is that what you said? You bet. Okay. Well, that's where people can go. And so, hey, I just feel kind of inspired to really, as I'm going through the Bible, to, to kind of slow myself down a little more and just think about the personalities of the people in the story um, and remember that they aren't, they aren't just characters, even though we use that word a lot, but they were real people. And so I feel more inspired to do that today and, and something to not on podcast has helped me with that too. So, um, hey, Nate, thanks for coming along and sharing some of these insights with us. And I hope people will go and check out your show next. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation. Yeah.